Before we get into today's episode, I got a new jingle. I'm so excited about it. I can't stand it. I've had so many of you guys reach out and say that you binge listen to the episodes, which I'm super thankful for. And then I'm like, oh, they're probably tired of the same jingle. So we redid it and I'm so proud of it. I think it's so good. Coley Browning is the voiceover. She is the host of the Still With You podcast. She's incredible. I love her work. Reach out to her if you want a podcast jingle or some audio work. She's amazing. Okay, here it is. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. I love the intro. Okay. It's the little things in life. Today, we are going to talk about how to get over a breakup. And you guys, I wish, I honestly wish I didn't need to talk about this. I wish there was no such thing as heartache. I wish that the girls that call me, I get so many calls about and mentoring about girls that have been through a breakup or considering, you know, is this a relationship right for me? Sometimes it's her decision. Sometimes it's his decision. Heartbreak sucks. And I wish it didn't exist. I wish that the first person you date is the person you marry. I I mean, I do. I know that a lot of times people think you got to play the field and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, there's truth to going on multiple dates and getting to know people and all of that kind of stuff. But once you get really involved and into a relationship and your heart is given away and then you break up, I just, I just wish it didn't exist, but it does. We do not live in a perfect world, so today we're going to talk about what to do, how to get over it, and how to avoid it in the future. Okay, first I have to share my beef with modern dating. I, oh, okay, I'm not against dating apps. I'm not. I know some really great people who have met that way. The problem that dating apps have aided, I don't think they've created it, but they have helped develop the problem of always looking for the next person or always thinking you can do better or FOMO. And, you know, I did a whole podcast episode on raising the bar versus being realistic. So there's a lot to talk about there. And I do never, ever, ever think you should settle, especially when it comes to matters of your faith and your morals and like some non-negotiables. But what I see with modern dating, and again, this is a very blanket statement, but a lot of times it's the swipe, swipe, swipe until I find a good match. And if I get to know them and there's just a little bit of something I don't like, or they smack their gum when they talk or whatever, then I know I have tens of thousands of possible matches and I could just keep swiping. I could just ghost them after a date or two and just keep swiping until I find another great match. But guess what? (laughs) There's no amount of swiping you can do to find a perfect human. I mean, you, Shocker, you, you just can't. And and again, you know, couple that with our the romance in movies, and we have this Cinderella idea of a, oh, I just need to find the one that is ingrained in us too. Like I just need to find the right person, and all my problems will be solved. So I I found a good match on this app, or you know, it's not necessarily an app. Maybe someone set you up or whatever. I found this good match, but a few dates in and. There's this one little thing I don't like, uh, forget you. Um, and then like text breakup, come on, man, come on. Like seriously, I mean, maybe if you've only been on one date, I mean, I get it. But like, if you are in an invested relationship, 
have the guts to have a in-person conversation with that other human. Like, I mean, oh, I have a lot of beefs about modern dating, obviously. I just see that dating apps, generally speaking, and you know, they're not the culprit, they're not the cause of this, and they're not saying that you can't find a good match there, but it is kind of aided this mindset of swipe, 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 swipe until I find the one. And the one, that's a myth too. I've talked about this on this podcast, but that is a myth because if we believe this idea of the one, then we, first of all, put unrealistic and unfair expectations on another flawed human being. There's only one, the one, and that's Jesus. And we put those kind of unfair and untrue expectations on another flawed human being. We're going to be disappointed. And also, if we have the idea of the one, then we marry the one and toddler tantrums and bills and crap happens because that's life. And we think, oh, I just didn't marry the one. I need to go find another the one. Er, er, and <laughs> no. So, okay. I believe that relationships are, is something you, it's not something you find. It's something you make. Let me say that again. A good relationship is not something you find. It is something you make. That means that two flawed human beings need to say, we are a good match. And that's important. I'm not saying you should be like, oh, wow, there's 27 red flags, but I'm just going to keep muscling through this relationship. I'm not saying that either. I mean, hundred percent, you need to raise the bar. And this is what I teach in my dating plan course. You have to have a shared faith. I mean, there will be people who argue with me on that. That is fine. I have studied healthy relationships for a long time. I've studied what the creator of you and me and your potential boyfriend and husband and everything, everybody else, the creator of the universe, he designed us. And while yes, humans can have a good marriage and not be believers, everyone I've studied is because they are just doing biblical principles and don't even realize it. So when you get together and you have junk thrown at you, it's just so important to have that shared faith because what's going to happen is I'm mad at you. I'm frustrated with you, but I know of how much I've been forgiven because I know the one who forgave me. And so therefore I'm going to extend to you extra grace and extra forgiveness because I know of how much I have been forgiven. I know the author of love himself. And therefore I know how to better love you even when you're difficult. And if both of you are doing that constantly throughout a marriage, not that you won't have some fights, not that there won't be frustration, but you're going to have that anyways. And if you both have a shared faith, it's just so much better building block, so much better foundation to stand the test of time, to love each other through and through, to love each other, you know, find forgiveness and continue to have this beautiful relationship. Um, even though you're flawed humans, oh my gosh, I've already gone on 20 different rabbit trails. Um, I remember the title of this podcast, don't worry, how to deal with a breakup. But one thing else I want to say as it relates to this conversation of faith is I had a mentoring call the other day of a girl saying that, you know, I really want a Christian marriage. Um, it's really important to me. My faith is really important to me, but I'm in a year long relationship with a non-believer and y'all here's the problem. If faith is really important to you, then why are you in a year long relationship with a non-believer? Now, I'm not saying this guy is his fault because you went into a relationship and did not communicate that up until this point that that mattered to you. So how was he supposed to know? So that's not fair for either one of you. You did not communicate what mattered to you. And now you're a year in 
you both obviously have feelings for each other. And from all, you know, it seemed like a healthy relationship, but she's saying this matters to me and I've never even brought it up. And how, how much does it matter to you if you're just not bringing it up? And we had that conversation with love and she was like, yeah, you're right. It's been on the back burner for me. And you know, that's on me. And so if that's, you, you find yourself in a similar position and I've actually had a few calls like this, then I would bring it up. Um, not blaming a hundred percent, not blaming. It needs to be a conversation like, you know what? First of all, I apologize. I apologize that I have not made this clear, but I would like to raise my kids in the church. Faith is something important to me. And admittedly, I have put that on the back burner of my life. And I apologize for not making that clear. And I apologize for not giving you any evidence in my life that my faith matters to me. But I want to start taking steps to change that. I'm going to go to this small group Thursday at two. I don't know. I'm going to go start going to this church. I'm going to whatever that might look like for you. Um, and, and tell your boyfriend, like, I'm not forcing you to do this. Uh, it would mean a lot to me if you came with me. It would mean a lot to me if you joined me on this journey. But especially if you're like a long time into a relationship and you're just now like, oh, faith matters. Like you just can't say, and how dare you not be a believer too? Like what? Like it's not even fair if you're just now springing that on him. Okay, Whew. that's a little bit of my beefs with modern dating. And now let's talk about, so you've been in the dating world. You've been in a relationship and it just ended for whatever reason, how to deal with it. So you're at a party and you're in your twenties and people keep coming up to you and say, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? You say, because tequila makes me make questionable decisions, butthead. Now get out of my face. But if you don't want to say that, you can also drink curious elixirs. <laughs> curious elixirs are a booze free craft cocktail that I absolutely love. There's no sugar added, but they do have adaptations to help you relax and unwind. You can have fun at the party and not make questionable decisions or have a hangover with Curious Elixirs. There's an easy to snag link right under here in the show notes, and you can use promo code Katie22 to save $10 off at checkout. That's promo code Katie22 for $10 off. I cannot tell you how many young women have reached out to me over the years and especially recently saying, I want to speak on stages. I want to have a podcast. I want to write a book and girlfriend, I want to help you. There is room for you at the table. I want to help you not waste time learning about an email list and how to get published and the tech that you need for a podcast. There's so much that I have learned along the way that I want to help you go further and faster. So I'm starting a mastermind group that opens April 10th. All the information you will need is right under here in the show notes. Make sure you get in before it's too late. There's a limited seating, but I'm so excited about this opportunity. Doors close April 10th. Make sure you check out the information. All right, how to get over a breakup. First, I want to just wrap our head around this the correct way because our culture will say there's other fish in the sea. You're going to be fine. And that's true. You are going to be fine. And yes, there is another incredible catch out there for you. It's not always what you want to hear and it's not always that helpful. Am I right? So maybe a just understanding correctly what you're dealing with. So depending on how long y'all been together, how much emotion is involved, how much your heart is wrapped up. That was my chair squeaking, by the way. Anyways, a breakup is a death. I know that's not cute and adorable and not something you want to put on a t-shirt, but someone you loved is out of your life. And a lot of times that means that communication is shut off or maybe it should be. That's another episode. 
but someone you used to talk to every day, someone that was part of your life, someone you used to go out to eat with and laugh with, they're not there. And that hurts. And that's a death. And that is so just not something people talk about. And it's not like you can't just say, oh, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on. If you had an actual death in your family, I mean, you know, so give yourself some time to grieve. I don't have a magic timeline for this. There's so many variables depending on, again, how long you've been involved in this relationship. And maybe you broke up six months ago, but you never took the time to grieve. Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to get yourself, you know, a favorite show on Netflix and some good pajamas and just give yourself like a good boo-hoo and, you know, crying in the shower, little tip, great place to cry. Cause it's just easy, you know, no mascara just comes right on out, but get those emotions out because you know what happens when you don't get those emotions out, you stuff them under a rug and they're going to come out in the next relationship. So give yourself permission to grieve and then you might want to do another emotional thing. This is something I talked about on a TikTok video, something I learned from a counselor. And this is dealing with your emotions by putting names to it. So for example, when you are dealing with a breakup, it feels like this big gooey blob of hurt and there's no handlebars around it. You're not really sure how to put words, but it sucks and it hurts and it's just, ugh, right? But putting names around it helps you deal with it more. One of those names could be, I will never have his last name. That's something, oh, I just, I just heard someone listening. I just know y'all just look, oh, that hurt. I get it. You thought there was a forever with him. And now the words around this pain is I will never have his last name. We will never go on that vacation we talked about. Um, he, I will, he will not be my plus one for my best friend's wedding. I don't know, whatever it is, like putting words around those specific, like bite-sized things that hurt specifically help you sort it out. You know, like there's a saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's like this hurt, this big hurt is it's hard and it sucks, but you can deal with it if you break it down into these bite-sized names around these hurts. The counselor I learned this from also says, after you put names around these hurts to beat it out. For example, while you're alone, your roommates are gone, your parents are gone, wherever you live, grabbing a pillow and a spatula and going to town and beating the ever loving crap out of this pillow while saying, I will never have his last name. We will never go to that vacation we talked about. Whatever, like specifically, there's, you know, what you're hurting, what you're grieving. Um, He lied when he said forever. Oh, my heart, my heart is hurting for you. My heart is hurting for you. Beating out a pillow, um, it just helps you deal with it. It helps those emotions have a place, have an outlet. It's a healthy way to get it out. You're sorting with it. You're dealing with it. And then you leave space and you have just cleared out the closet, so to speak. You've just gotten rid of some some junk and now it's time to start the healing process. All right, there's a book by Ben Stewart called Rest and War and it has some really powerful just topics as it relates to this healing process. So I want you to imagine a bullseye and just trust me, I know where I'm going with this. A bullseye in the center of the bullseye is something you want to avoid. So when he was talking about it, he was talking about like addicts, um, they're, you know, drinking or, um, looking at pornography. Um, that would be the bullseye that you want to avoid. Okay. 
And then that outer ring would be the behavior that leads to that. So um, finding yourself alone on a Friday night, um, going to a bar, like those might be levels or, you know, behaviors that would lead to the ultimate behavior that you're wanting to avoid. All right. Now, trust me, we're talking about positivity here. So coming out even one more ring, this is the healthy ring. This is something you love and enjoy. Now, the reason why this relates to a breakup is because a lot of times when we find ourselves lonely or break up, um, it can sometimes lead to unhealthy behavior, first of all, but even if it doesn't lead to unhealthy behavior, it might just leave us lonely or painful or um, just just some junk comes up. Am I right? And sometimes maybe, maybe that bullseye in this example is binge drinking while watching a sad movie. <laughs> and then that outer ring is you know, you don't, your roommates are gone on a Friday night and you just feel extra lonely. Okay. Now coming up further ring, this, this is the happy ring, this third ring. This is something that brings you joy. And I was listening to a podcast by their names are TJ and Brooke, but the name of the podcast is walk in love. And he was talking about how he just a social experiment. He asked, asked people very often, what do you do for fun? And he gets so frustrated that many adults and my 20 something listeners, I, I find y'all are like, walking into this adulthood, you know, kind of getting your feet wet in adulthood. But many adults he found, and he's in his thirties, don't have an answer when he asked them, what do you do for fun? And that is your outer ring. When that outer ring, what you do for fun is filled, then you won't go looking for fulfillment in less fulfilling substitutes in these unhealthy ways. Cause we are pleasure seeking machines. I mean, all of us, if, if you think about what we spend our money and our time on, I mean, it's ultimately, we want entertainment. We want happiness. We want, um, companionship. We want love. Like the, the root of all of us, we all want these things. And so that outer ring, when that is filled, we don't look for it in unhealthy places. So for example, when I was doing mentoring years ago in Statesboro, Georgia, shout out Georgia Southern, there was a young girl who did not even know she could paint until she went through a breakup. And, and this is mind blowing to me. She was an incredible, still is an incredible painter, but did not even know until she was in this kind of ugh place, you know, just went through a breakup with this great guy. thought they were going to be married. She was like, you know, she just happened to have a canvas and a paintbrush from her roommate or something like that. She's like, Hey, do you mind if I just doodle around on this and ended up an incredible painter selling some of her work on the internet? Like, and she didn't even know until she was walking through a breakup. So I'm curious, my listeners, who of you out there have an incredible talent that you just don't know about it. This could be going for walks, going on hikes, having friends over for dinner. Like you really enjoy food. There's so much beauty and just savoring slow meals and it really enjoying a home cooked meal. There's so much beauty in that. Um, nature, as we talked about getting creative with a pen, with paper, with music. Uh, the guy I was listening to on this podcast, the walk in love podcast talked about how he went to film school and thought he was going to be a movie creator. And so he just really, really enjoys movies more so than the average person. And just, that's something that, you know, fills him up and makes him feel fulfilled that outer ring. When you are living your best creative life, it's just so enjoyable and so exciting. And I want that for the people that I love. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for my kids and my husband. Like we, we are ultimately made in God's image. We are made in the image of God. And 
I don't know if you've ever thought about this way, but God is creative and God makes things beautiful. So, you know, if we look around at the flowers, for example, if I was God and let's all be thankful that I'm not, I would make, I don't know, three flowers. Like I would make them functional. The flowers would serve a purpose to attract bees so the bees can make honey and all be part of the food cycle. Like it would just, I mean, I would just make it functional. It would just do its job. But your heavenly father, I don't even know how many bazillions of different varieties of flowers there are. Like he made beauty even before function. That might make me cry. (laughs) And us made in his image. Yes, we have a purpose here on this earth. But even more than that, we are beautiful creatures and we crave beauty and we create beauty. (laughs) We're the God who made us created beauty in you. And he also gave you that ability to create and also to enjoy beauty. So going back to this podcast episode where I heard this idea, he talked about that being our best defense in life. And that's so true. Like if you can get this down, even though you may have experienced finding what fills you up and finding your creativity because of a breakup, what a gift that you are going to bring your future self, your future relationship by understanding your creativity, what fills you up, what makes you happy, because you're just going to be such a better, more fulfilled, more amazing person and not seeking those temporary pleasures in that inner circle that we were talking about. Because, you know, like I said, that um, fulfillment that comes for these hobbies and this happiness and this seeking beauty, then we're no longer searching for cheap substitutes for that gunk, (laughs) the gunk in the inside. I was talking to someone the other day about hookup culture on social media. And as this example, we're talking about the bullseye. A lot of times hookup culture is, is that center in the bullseye that people engage in, but they're honestly, it's just because they're lonely. It's because they need love. It's because they need validation. And if two rings out, if they are fulfilled with that creativity, with, you know, what sets their soul on fire, doing what they're created to do, they're not going to go looking for cheap substitutes for love. Like this will solve a lot more problems than just getting over a breakup. When we fill this outer ring with, um, just what we're created to do, what what brings us fun. So I, I challenge everyone listening. I'd love for you to let me know, you know, reach out to me on Instagram. Um, my handle is at Katie Bulmer life, but I would love for you to tell me, you know, what do you do for fun? And maybe you don't know the answer to that right now, but take the next few days to, to experiment, take a little bit extra time, you know, after work or before class or whatever it is in your normal life. You know, what, what do I do for fun? What, and maybe you have to experiment. Maybe you try, salsa dancing and you hate it, you know, (laughs) that's okay. But maybe I would love for you to just challenge yourself and decide what you do for fun. And then lastly, when I talk about how to get over a breakup, I talk about making a dating plan. So really what we just talked about with this whole ring situation and finding what sets your soul on fire, that automatically just makes you a heck of a lot more attractive person because you're no longer like desperately searching for like a guy. I mean, you know, I'm all for relationships. I'm all for marriage. I'm all for healthy relationships. But when that becomes our idol, first of all, we're all made for worship. We are all made to worship. A lot of times we worship money. We worship celebrities. We worship a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But again, we are creatures made in the image of God. 
and we are made to worship. And when we put the wrong thing in that place, it usually doesn't end well, but when we get that right, and then we start to understand our creativity and understand that beautiful way we're created, I'm just saying it all works together and you automatically become a heck of a lot more attractive (laughs) and just full and whole human. Two halves don't make a whole. Two whole people make a beautiful relationship. And then making a dating plan. So I always joke when I talk to sororities that I've never met a girl who says, I'm really looking for a porn addicted college dropout who cusses at his mama. But I meet girls who date guys like that because they walk into dating with no plan. So you went through a breakup that hurt. It was awful. You don't want to do it again. But you know what? You learned something. You learned something and now it's time to write down what matters to you going forward. I have a free quiz. I'll link it in this profile, but really it just kind of helps you start to think about what matters to you. Um, there's also a PDF that will go with that to maybe help you unpack it a little more. Um, again, I would say though, your one non-negotiable is a shared faith. And the other thing that makes this not complicated, but maybe something that you don't want to hear <laughs> is that it is not fair to expect, yeah, I really want a Jesus-loving guy who's debt-free and, I don't know, goes for three-mile hikes every day, (laughs) but that doesn't describe you, you know? Like, if especially when it comes to faith, if you want a man of God, when was the last time you opened your Bible? I know I just stepped on someone's toes. But you, you, Andy Stanley says, you have to become who you're looking for is looking for. High expectations are great. I'm all for it. But that list, those high expectations also need to describe you. And the last thing I want to say about getting over a breakup is understanding your worth because people treat us how we teach them to, how we say is okay. You know, what's expected because we allow it. So obviously I'm not dating anymore, (laughs) Um, but this hit home for me recently because I do ad hoc social media consulting and marketing management for other companies, just kind of like a um, freelance deal. And this one company in particular, I really liked working for them. It was, you know, it's good relationship, but I ended up taking calls at all hours, you know, doing things that weren't in my contract. Just, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Going above and beyond to my detriment, you know, going above and beyond is good, you know, but to a point you have to be like, listen, I teach you how you can treat me. And I was saying, yes, 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 yes. So of course they're going to keep asking. Like at some point that's not on them. That's on me for keep saying, yes, 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 I'll do whatever. And that was like a, oh shoot, you know, I need to practice what I preach as I'm telling these young girls, you have to define what matters to you. You have to communicate your worth. And, you know, girls, generally speaking, try to be accommodating and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. But when we are like bending over backwards and we don't see the same reciprocated in relationship, you know, that's not okay. And before you get into another relationship, or if you're in one sit, go ahead and decide like, this is what's okay. And this not is not what is okay. I want to decide now while your head is not all googly eyed (laughs) over the other person, this is what matters to me and stop compromising. 
I could probably talk about this for three more days, but I'm going to tie it up right there. I hope this was some helpful information. I hope that you can take a screenshot of this and share it with a friend or share it on your social. If you do, please tag me at Katie Bulmer life. There are going to be several links and resources from this episode right here in the show notes, that book that I mentioned in the podcast, the links for our sponsors and the discounts. So make sure you check all that good stuff. Hey, I'm so thankful that you are here and I hope today that you learned some truth for your twenties.